All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So I am back, I am back, I am back. And, uh, you know, a much-needed vacation. Uh, You know, for those of you that don't know, I do run Masters Track and Field. I've just dipped my toes back into the track and field world, and and it's so much more rewarding now being a little bit older, a little bit wiser. Um, (laughs) I won't say slower. I'll say matured. (laughs) I am your 40 to 44 USATF Masters 110 Hurdle National Champion. And what I didn't realize, (laughs) what I didn't realize about, uh, you know, just the world of track and field and running is just just the the different pockets and mindsets that maturity creates for you. And we're going into perspective because perspective is key, and that's that's my topic today. Um it just in enough time, you can read enough articles, you can watch enough shows, you can do enough things to where you gain different perspectives. Now, I'll be honest and fair and say that there are a lot of people, and this is not their fault, there are a lot of people, black men, black women, who have only heard the perspective of black men, black women. There are a lot of white, Asian, uh, uh, Mexican, Latino, uh, you know, Indian, Asian, uh, Native American. Um, it's it's not foreign or wrong to just listen to your own, to just stay in your own village. So that's that's normal, you know. That's that's easy. Um, I can't fault anyone for that. What I can say, here's the problem, is when it becomes a color confusion, right? Um, when, when, like, I've, I've heard the term mansplaining. Like, I am in no way, okay? No way qualified. Unless I've had a PhD and, and doctorate and uh, all the, the bells and whistles and, and letters behind my name to say that I wholeheartedly know what's going to happen in that delivery room when I deliver a baby. That's the only way I'm going to be able to give insight on the topic of childbirth. So on that note, that's about as much mansplaining as I can do for women's pregnancy or what happens in the delivery room. Aside from that, I'm a STFU. (laughs) You know, because perspective is key, right? I haven't delivered a baby. I've never been pregnant. I've been in the room. I've seen my daughter born. You know, I I found uh, uh, the need and the strength to be there. You know, it's like one of the greatest moments of your life. But the perspective of someone that's actually gone through it, is so powerful, okay? So powerful. And I get it. If you've got the the 30,000 foot view, 
If you can look at the whole map, if you can see every street, if you can see where the maze begins and ends, yes, that gives you a lot of power. Yes, that gives you a lot of utility. Yes, that's an amazing thing. But it's still not the feet on the ground. It's, it's still not the taste and the touch and the texture uh, that we all really crave. Um, and the way I got pulled into this was actually a few things, you know. We have what has been happening in Afghanistan. I had a chance to meet and actually talk to a girl um, almost 20 years ago from Afghanistan. Yeah, that kind of dates me, doesn't it? And we were in college. She was happy to be here. She just told me point blank. You know, as we were getting into good conversation, just having a good time talking to one another, she's like, yeah, you know, I went to you know, church service, and, and I joined the church, and I called my friend back home to, you know, let him know the good news, and he just told her straight up, he's like, yeah, I will kill you if you come back here. I don't have that perspective. <laughs> I don't know what it feels like to be a woman and look at the history books and see all the many changes that have happened in Afghanistan over the last 20 and 30 years to where there was a courtyard in a city or a village where now there's just dust and rubble and the remnants of what was a comfortable life. You, you got to take some time to sit down and listen for that perspective, right? Another thing that happened to me um, was actually just kind of not arguing, but Going through the, the highs and lows of this argument of Shikari Richardson, she's, you know, our, our fastest 100 meter runner that, you know, is 50-50 on whether she's going to show up and run. You know, she's this awesome runner, hasn't made it to a world or Olympics stage and, and, and shown out yet which she really needs to do, and I really hope she does. But with her being disqualified for weed, you know, and being pulled out of, of, of the Olympics because of weed, that's one. Then number two, coming back to the same track that she was so amazing on at Prefontaine and then getting exactly last and not even fighting, everybody had something to say about her. And, and, I was trying my hardest to defend her when in, in reality, in reality, my, my first mission while looking Shikari in the face would be to pull her off the track. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, the, 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 the human in me <laughs> would say, hey, 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 we're, we're done with this season. Just knowing the person as a coach. Just knowing the person, I would honestly just say, hey, just based on the way we're running, let's just do a couple time trials. Let's have a, you know, let's finish out the season as far as training, but going to big meets, it's just going to be too much. And you're going to leave yourself exposed and wide open to so much criticism with how emotional you are right now. Because everything that she threw out on Twitter and Facebook and social media came back to her as either love or hatred. And, and for me, that was hard to watch. So I had the perspective of a few coaches and a few good friends just lay it out there. 
And, and, and this perspective was very great to get to just sit and drink in from other people, from other women, from other men, especially women that have run faster than her, um, that are American. Um, bottom line, let's say she was 18 acting like this. I would not recruit her as a runner on my team. And now here's the the big aha moment that made it very clear for me. The big aha moment is these are black women. They're from the ghetto. They're from the hood. They're from uh, 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 their middle class or middle America. You know, a few of them are actually from the suburbs or, or, uh, you know, some of them are from the suburbs. You know, you have like Gabby Thomas. She's this beautiful, you know, runner. She's this Ivy League standout. She's a Harvard athlete. I mean, the girl does everything. One, two, and four. She's kind of like Allison Felix, but like remixed, a little bit different. <laughs> um, and you'll see her in her commercials with pugs probably soon for Petco or something like that. Um, but where I was taking this argument, my perspective was, Man, let's not be another force, another person that drives down another black female from the hood just because she's a little bit ghetto and hasn't learned how to mature in her response to things. Now, I was holding firm on that and will still hold firm on that. The only difference was I had the chance to talk to coaches, to talk to friends and even more black women that come from the hood that come from, you know, middle class, that come from the blend of, of America that we associate as the underdog. And they just made it all clear. They're like, Wayne, you know, <laughs> who of these black female sprinters is eating lunch and tea and crumpets with Trump or the queen or, uh, 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 you know, has, has brothers and sisters and moms and and dads that have been elite athletes and are wealthy. Like all of these people are working class, blue collar people. Their moms and dads are, are, are working hard. Some of them, you know, have, have more kids than money. You know what I mean? So the whole argument of let's not beat down and trash another black woman because she's hood, she's ghetto. I was holding on to that and I still do hold on to it because I don't really like seeing people trashed in the media. So many of our black women that are sprinters and runners started off running on a dirt gravel road, a backcountry road, or in the streets, concrete. I mean, look at <laughs> look at the little Muhammad, she's from the Bronx. Look at Sydney McLaughlin. She's from uh, Jersey. Uh, even though, like, you can kind of tell she has, it seems like more of a, a, a more conservative Catholic base around her, which is not saying that she's wealthy or, or a cake eater, as we learned in um, whatchamacallit, uh, <laughs> uh, Mighty Ducks. I'm not saying she's, like, got it easy. I'm just saying, like, there are a lot of black women who have had more obstacles than favor and had to overcome them to run well and be well and do well. And it's only at that time 
running well and becoming that name that they are lifted up and shown as an example of what a black woman can be. All black women that are sprinters and have come from the ghetto, come from the hood, or have blue collar uh, uh, parents and have had to you know get up and work every day, have had to go through that. So Shikari is not exempt from the work. And this is where, as a coach, I would have to say, ooh, if she was doing all that at 18, you know, say she was running like a 10-9 at, at 18 or, or a 10-8 at 18, and I'm recruiting girls for my team, seeing the way she's acting there, no. But if I have a chance to like, you know, maybe drip some wisdom on her and talk to her over the years before this moment, I've had a chance to bring her into my life a little bit more personally. Now that's a completely different perspective, right? Perspective is key. So, yeah, with Shikari, this this issue and topic of perspective really got me going because as I got to hear and talk to other coaches, other women, you know, it, it really helped me um, kind of see it a little bit more clearly. Like, hey, she is talented. She is vulnerable. She is all these things, but a lot of women wanted to see her humbled so bad, which really bothered me because I'm like, humble for what? Like, she's just a kid. Like, you know, I get it. You got a thing. Mo is 19. She's from the East Coast. You got Delilah Muhammad. I believe she's 23 or 24. She's from the East Coast. You've got Cindy McLaughlin. She's 22. World record holder twice. You know, she's from the East Coast. They are humble. But humility comes from perspective. <laughs> That's why I'm saying perspective is key. And who's around Shikari? Who's giving Shikari a healthy perspective on things? I don't know. And that's why I'd rather be one of the people that can offer her a healthier perspective than somebody else that will trash her. But would she listen to you, Wayne? Haven't you dealt with that type of woman before? Aren't they loud and argumentative and this, that, and the other? Maybe. I don't know. I've never had a problem with loud, argumentative people. That's just me. I'm rooted a little bit different. I, I chill. But the perspective is so different. And there's many, I know many people that were saying, I respect her so much for keeping that same energy the whole way through. <laughs> you know, because if she would have been like, oh, you know, I was wrong and I've learned the error of my ways and this, that and the other. She did that when she got caught with the weed. <laughs> and I'm just praying to God. I'm praying to God. That Shikari was just smoking weed and wasn't on, I don't know, Ritalin or any of the stuff that Christian Coleman or uh, uh, Justin Gatlin were on or, you know, Dennis Mitchell. That's her coach. That whole camp, as one of my, my best friends put to me, that whole camp is subject to a magnifying glass. That whole camp is like a, 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 a deflate gate, <laughs> if you will. Like, that whole Sprint crew is like, ugh. Aren't they like Hell Hydra? Aren't they, you know, like the the the, the Eric Killmonger crew for Black Panther? They're just like, by any means necessary, even if it's cheating. And like, you would think we'd be done with that, the, the, the doping ban. But, boy, let me tell you here. 
you ever wonder what happens to these American sprinters? What happened to them? Where'd they go? What's going on? You go and look at that doping list. They're all right there. Oh, they're all right there. And in track and field world, you can leave silently because people care about who's winning so much that they don't really care about the names that drop out. Because boom, you got a new name. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, News, ESPN, USATF. We got a new person. And so you just kind of let that next person fall behind because it's the nature of track and field. Like it really is such a fight. It's it's I want to say similar to the playoffs of the, the Super Bowl. Like you can't you can't put your, your bet one hundred percent on anybody. So yeah, that Shikari perspective was hard, you know. And and then it's 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 always rooted for me. Now, I understand this. It's rooted in the beginning. Like sometimes you got to get to people's core. Hey, well, why do you feel like this? Or, or hey, you know, wh- when did you start feeling like this? Were you bullied as a kid? Were you privileged as a kid? Did you have Trump, something traumatic happen to you? Was it a car rollover? Um, did, did somebody you know die of this? Or, you know, was it 9-11? Were you there? You know, you just never know. You never know. Is it a childhood issue? Was it something that you went through, um, you know, as a child? Or something you went through early in your teens? Because that. That's something, I got to be honest with you all, that's something I didn't even realize. The brain to protect yourself, you suppress and almost delete things because they're so unfavorable. And if you've had those things happen to you, which I have, you're like, wow, you're just driving down the street and you see that old house and, and you either have one or two reactions, you either try to hide from that house or you want to take a grenade launcher and blow that thing off the face of the earth. Because you just hate it all the time there. It's like the windows, the wood, the glass, everything about it just makes you hate that place. Like if you could vomit hot lava and just burn that place out of existence, you would. <laughs> so yes, perspective is key. You, you have to take time to sit down and learn that. it's childhood the childhood the trauma the bullying the privilege is where it all started so in order to learn really what someone's made of or learn what really caused all these things you got to sit down and, and, and learn their perspective or gain some other perspectives on things you know and then uh one of the things that really got my wheels spinning and, and how I got into this whole topic um, was I was talking to, uh, you know, good, good, good family friend, um, young man that, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's finished with high school and he's putting himself out into the workforce. Um, he wants to go into construction and manage, be a foreman and do all these amazing things. And he's got like really the world in front of him and he's already maturely making the steps to bypass a lot of the, I want to say, idiocracy that most of us, you know, go through in our 20s. Right. You got those those 10 years from 20 to 30 where you just do stuff, you know, (laughs) 
Like, I'm not going to say whether it's good or bad, but you just do stuff. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he wants to bypass a lot of those negatives. And with such a good head on his shoulders, the thing that like blew me away about it was we're talking and we're in good conversation. And then he's like, hey, let me show you this. And I, I look down at his phone and he's like this. He's like, this is what keeps me going. This is what keeps me motivated. And it was a little uh, screensaver that uh, said, you're behind. You're behind. You're behind. Now, he was put posting this in reference to like his workout and diet. And I'm like, hey, because <laughs> I just have my one of my you know best friends body me up. Give me a couple uppercuts to the chest on this. And I'm like, hey. Look here. Because I just went through this. Just had to talk all of it. And it's been so helpful mentally for me to look at it this way. Using a negative to overcome and rise up to a goal is so familiar. It's so normal. It's so male, so macho top world, whatever, you know, first world problems, whatever, <laughs> until that negative, okay, the water's at your ankle now. Oh my God, I got to do better or I'll drown. The water's at your calf now. Oh, I got to do better or I'll drown. I got to hurry up. got to do better or I'll drown. Now the water's at your waist. Oh my God, I got to do better or I'll drown. Now that water is at chest level, the taco meat, <laughs> the chest air. Oh, my God, I got to do better or I'll drown. Now the water is right at your top lip. <laughs> now the water is above your head. You're giving yourself torture. You're drowning yourself with a panic and a fear mechanism that, let's be honest, as my buddy put it, was used for you to, for fight or flight, stay alive. You're tricking yourself into this extreme panic so that you'll do well in a sport or a job or a career that you could easily be replaced in, in two weeks. I mean, make it meaningful for you. Go from positive to positive. Hey, I got the bronze, now I'm going for silver. I got the silver, now I'm going for gold. Because I know wholeheartedly, the, these professional bodybuilders, I mean, you can't live with any negatives. Those negatives, that is actually too much weight. You got to get in there. It's got to fit your plan. That negativity and drawing yourself back and beating yourself up to do better, that does not fit any plan. It doesn't, you don't put that on your calendar or it doesn't fit any plan. You can't even put that in a, in a management tool. Okay, and then when we're going through our strengths, you know, and strengths, weaknesses, and all this, 
we're just going to sit here and just trash our employees as much as possible until we guilt them into doing well. Hey, if you've got XYZ are the, you know, um, XYZ are the goals. And hey, this is what we're doing to get there. B, this is what we're, we need to improve. Great. Constructive criticism. Great. That's what we're going to do to improve. But we're not going to sit here and be right and talk down your employee and say, you know what? Maybe if you cared a little bit more, you do better at your job. Maybe if you were a better husband, you'd be better at your job. Maybe if you were in better shape and you didn't have that tire around your, you know what I'm saying? Maybe if you weren't so black, <laughs> you know, maybe if you weren't so white or homophobic, or maybe if you weren't so gay, or maybe if you weren't so sissified as a woman, or maybe if you weren't such a, a throws like a girl, which is like, oh my God, I got a podcast on that, throws like a girl. Um, Like, why are we so negative? God, I just... I, I just, God, she always gets the promotions before I do. Why are you always in yourself? Don't always. Siempre. <laughs> Don't always anybody. Don't always anything. That's that's a curse. Why are you cursing yourself? You know, but I, you know, I, I'm gonna say it the 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 other way. Man, I'm always rich. Man, I'm always finding better stuff. I'm always finding new ways to make money. I'm always finding good things about people. I'm always finding better protection. I'm always leveling up. I'm always having a good time. I'm always protected. I'm always great. I'm always good. Like, don't those feel good? <laughs> like, why would you want the opposite? Well, I'm always... Not even people... And I'm saying this, and I hope you receive this the right way, because I don't mean this to be derogatory in any way. Not even people with special needs dwell in the negative like that, okay? Unless that's just them, you know? I, I think we, we, we're we family. We have family like that, you know? If that's just where they're at, that's where they're at. But I was sitting in a movie, right? And um, uh, it, it was like a a crew that uh, a gentleman had brought of people with special needs and <laughs> they were narrating and talking with the movie, which is like a huge no-no, you know, for everybody else. Them, they're cool. These people with special needs have special needs. I'm going to be special with them, okay? When a baby is crying, they're not trying to ruin your movie, right? That's the mom and dad for bringing them. Um, but there are things, okay, that just are, <laughs> so be nice. But, um, I'm like watching the movie and, you know, say, I can't, uh, say like fast and furious when the engine revs and say Dominic, you know, uh, Dominic, you know, Dom Toretta is like, you know, it's, it's all in the family. And the guy over there that was loud was like, yay, he's like cheering because, like, you know, Vin Diesel is dropping his classic lines. And there, it's not the reaction you and I would have, okay? You know, he's saying it's always it's always about 
family. And the, the special needs guy goes, yay! So it's like, be special, okay? Maybe make your perspective that I'm always going to look for the better. That I'm always going to find a way to get back to the good path. To the golden rule. So for that young gentleman that was always grinding down to look up. Well, those rocket boosters, those blasters are already set. Gravity is already set. The bottom of your shoe is already set. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to look down to push up. It's like one of the best, one, one of the best things you learn as a basketball player is being able to not look down when you're dribbling. It's going to be there. The ground is going to be there. The negative has to be there for you to have a positive. It's balance. It's a yin yang symbol. It's you don't believe me. Try some Tai Chi. <laughs> you get lower and see if you have to look down and see if the ground is still there. Last one. I'll have to find this interview, but I, it, it will not leave my brain. Ice tea, okay? Ice tea is on a talk show. And, you know, he had, you know, he's, he's got his rap career. He, I believe, had done um, New Jack City, which is like still one of my favorite movies. As a kid, it like shook me to the core. Um, like dramas to me are more um, more terrifying than horror movies. And like that was one of them. Um, and then he go, gets on, I think, Law and Order. He had done like a couple more movies, but it was it, he got on Law and Order. And somebody, I, I think the talk show host was asking him, he's like, how do you do it? Or what drives you or what makes you successful? And, and they were in conversation and he had to correct him. He was like, well, hold on, hold on. While you're looking up at somebody saying, man, I wish I had what they had. I wish I had what they had. They got it so good. They got this, they got this. Oh my God. They just, they, you know, you're just in this, this, you know, stuck in this role of, oh my God, they're so much better than me. While you're looking up at them, somebody's looking at you saying, man, what I wouldn't do, I would, man, what I wouldn't do to have what he has or have what she has. And it happens so much. That perspective, it happens so much where now I'm wise enough to know looking around, <laughs> sometimes people are asking for help and the people they're asking for help are actually jealous of them because they can see the tools and the abilities and all the things that that person has. And they were like, man, they're asking me for help, but little do they know if I had this skill, I would have exploited it and used it and worked it planted it and watered it and grew it about eight, nine times by now. If I had that talent, you sure you need my help? And I've seen this actually on Shark Tank. Perspective, right? Perspective is key. I've seen this on Shark Tank where they'll say, you know, I'm out, but are you sure you want our hands in this? This seems like something you're very connected to, that you're developing, that you're working very well and you might not want our hands in it. it. Sounds like you're running it and doing a good job. I think you'll get that next million or money or whatever. 
it's always weird for me to see that because I'm like, why would a millionaire billionaire turn down an opportunity to, to, to pull in another stream of income? Which is why I used to be angry and want to fight this show. I'm like, y'all, stop giving them money. Stop giving them money. But mm, that's life. You know, that's like trying to tell all these rivers to stop feeding the ocean. You know what I mean? So Shark Tank. If if you sit down and watch this show, which isn't the, the gentleman. All I know is he has the, the um, uh, shaved head. The gentleman is having another show. I, I can't remember this show, but I, I got to start watching that, too, where he's giving his perspective on things. You look at um, Bar Rescue. Perspective is key. You look at Ayanla Van Zant and how she puts people together, and perspective is key. Love After Lockup. Man, watch what these people are doing just to find love. Okay, and while you're sitting here saying, I would never, I would never, I would never, I would never, they're saying, I just need a chance. Perspective is key, isn't it? And a lot of this, you don't, you just don't get from judging people. You just don't get from, from throwing the stone. Because, yeah, let he without sin cast the first stone. You can't just throw these stones. You got to sit down and learn and listen and read. And that's kind of what I was saying in the beginning. You may know only your village. You may know only voices that sound like yours. You may know only faces that look like yours. But that does not mean you have to read books only written by the faces that look like you. That doesn't mean... You have to read articles in newspaper and, and all this from people that just look like you or sound like you or talk like you, that are in your same political affiliation, that are in your same fraternity or sorority, that shop at the same grocery store that you do, that date and marry the same way you do. It's healthy to understand why. Why are you doing that? Why do you feel this way? Maybe instead of fighting people and arguing with people, you sit down and talk to them to gain that perspective. Because perspective is key. <laughs> you, you, only, you only know what you know. Right now, what I'm seeing in society is we're getting put on full blast for our weaknesses. Some people are smart enough to say, you know what? I didn't know that. Let me just let me sit down and get that get a better perspective. Because, hey, we've been all up in the, the, the strengths. We're, we're all about the strengths. We love the strengths. But when people get blasted for their weaknesses, nobody wants to say anything. They want to backtrack and blame somebody else. And, well, you, and I was going to, but you, and those people over there, they did this. You know, everybody has something else to say. So, perspective is key. Take the time to sit down, listen, and learn the perspective of the person you're trying to bash, the perspective of the person you're trying to trash. Take the time to listen, learn, and study that perspective that you don't agree with, that you don't know. All right, you all. 
Please love, like, and share these messages. Uh, it has been such an amazing, amazing August month off. Um, an amazing track season. It's been an amazing year. Um, it's been full of ups and downs. I mean, you already know that. I won't even tell you who we all lost because I've lost people as well. You know, I'm still trying to figure out, what, like, what do you even do with, like, COVID funerals and not being able to be there and people just dying in the snap of a finger, you know? It's like, yeah, we had Marvel, but Thanos snapped, Tony Stark snapped, and then, like, it's like, man, when it happens in real life, it's, it's not so cute. But, hey, all right, you all. I love you all. Hope you love me back. Please love, like, and share all these messages. I'll see you soon.